it's Shauna, your nerdy girlfriend and life coach from simpleonpurpose.ca. Welcome back to the Simple On Purpose podcast. And if you're new here, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. What you're about to hear is part three of a coaching call I had with a wonderful mom named Laura. I would definitely recommend you listen to parts one and two first. As you're listening to this coaching session, I want you to hear that my whole goal as I coach moms is to walk them through the hurdles that are in their way of living in line with the mom that they want to be, with the mom that they crave to be. And I know it's in all of us. We have this knowing, this inner knowing of that mom we crave to be. She's in there. She has her own values. She has her own purpose. She wants to show up with her own passions. She's in there. And so as I coach, it's my job to help moms see how they're getting in their own way, remove the roadblocks, and set a direction that they want to move forward with. So part one was learning about where she is in motherhood. Part two was seeing where she wants to go. And this part is about how she wants to get there. And here's the thing. She has her own way of getting there. I coach moms all over the world on how they can show up for motherhood in a way that empowers them because every mom is unique in what will make them feel in line with their values, in what feels empowering, in what feels exciting. So I hope that you take that away from this call that Laura is pinpointing the actions that are going to feel right for her and are going to move her towards the mom that she wants to be. Let's finish the rest of the coaching call. Coming back to what am I actually doing? Acknowledging that. And this can move forward into your motherhood mantra. How, how do you want to feel about your motherhood? Like when you say you want a mantra, you can reference like what is that feeling you're going for? I want, what is the feeling? Um, peace, joy um love i feel like love's kind of vague and broad mm-hmm. but i want to i i'm thinking you also talked about this as well is like mm-hmm. what is your future self going to thank you for mm-hmm. so i'm trying to think of okay when i am 60 years old i'm going to look back and say oh, i'm so glad that i did this mm-hmm. and like that's what i want to keep in my mind but I also don't really know what the answer is because I'm not 60. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you don't so, know what you're going to regret later for sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and you know, a fun practice you could do is write a letter from your future self to your present self. And you could thank yourself. Like, thank you for doing this and for doing this for me. Mm. That might be a good exercise to kind of see the criteria you have hidden under there. But it sounds like you want to go to this in the moment where you kind of want to feel like refreshed, like I'm ready to get back in motherhood. Yeah. Like, you know, people always say work backwards from, you know, what's the end goal? Mm -hmm. I don't know what the end goal is besides feeling so happy that I did everything right. (laughs) (laughs) Or at least that I did everything to the best that I could, you know, that I didn't wish away the time. And I mean, people always say it goes so fast Mm. and it does, but like also at the same time, the days are kind of monotonous and like, dare I say boring. Yes. Um, playing blocks and I don't know the same thing. So Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's like, I don't, if this is it, like, right. Everyone says, this is it. You're going to enjoy when they're young, which I believe, Mm -hmm. but I'm also like, this is it. Yeah. This is really (laughs) like, this is the the glory days right here right. Like, what does that mean about the rest of my life <laughs> <laughs> I can so relate to that <laughs> yeah so I 
I don't want to miss it. Mm-hmm. And so I think I just, I think it's a perspective thing instead of saying like, oh, my kids are so whiny. Oh man. You know, when's bedtime going to come? Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to like truly feel like, oh, this is like enjoyable or just see, just be able to see clearly like where I'm at and why I'm doing this and how it is a blessing instead of just a burden. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the idea of like, I don't want to get this wrong and I want to just enjoy it. I want to be here. Those are such great sentiments as long as they're not causing you panic. As mm, okay. Kind of starting to make you hustle and kind of, oh, it's not working. I'm not doing it right. Because let's think about the human experience of humans everywhere, all over the world and motherhood. How much of motherhood do you love on a daily basis? How much is great and awesome on a daily basis? Is that a rhetorical question? Kind of. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it's how much do I love and it's great, man. It's like, it's not all of it is like amazing. That's for sure. Yes. And so saying that I don't have to aim for a hundred percent, that's a lot of pressure and it's not even realistic. Hmm. This idea that a hundred percent of my motherhood experience is going to be awesome. And I'm Mm going to, I'll feel like I nailed it. I -hmm. think that can maybe it can feel inspiring and motivating, but it can also feel really defeating because mm-hmm. how, how do we measure that? How do we yeah. know for sure? How will we ever know for sure that we did this right? Mm-hmm. But what we yeah. do know for uh-huh. sure is it feels right when we live in line with our values, when we're showing mm-hmm. up from a place of the mom we want to be, regardless of what other people choose to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I need to boil that down. That would be like, if I could actually, which I actually have your workbook and I have done the values thing. So maybe I just need to go back to that. Right. And And you know, bringing in values, you don't have to do them all at once. You don't have to know what you want for sure. All you need to know right now is one that you want to get started on. Okay. Like one you want to put into practice. Can you think of one thing let's say over the next three months that you want to actively practice in your motherhood and how you show up. I would like to, I don't know. That's tough. Do you, I mean, do you have any mm-hmm. advice? Because I know, don't you have kids? I think they're a little bit older. <laughs> yeah, they are. They are older and and really, it's it's what's challenging you right now, I would say. It sounds okay. like you want more peace, you want more joy, you want to feel proactive, and you want to feel like you're being intentional. That's what I hear you saying. That yeah, you that sounds feel. exactly yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Peace, intentional, joy, yes, all those. So, so let's, just, let's just pick one. What feels the most exciting to you? Um, Joy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that sounds yeah. pretty exciting. <laughs> yeah. I want to feel joyful. Yes. Well, also acknowledging that not all of it will feel joyful, right? Like making space okay. for when it doesn't happen. Okay. Right. Because that comes back to, I can't, this won't be a hundred percent happy and easy for my entire parenting experience. Sometimes I'm like, okay, every single day there is the hard part and the easy part, especially when I'm home and I'm like with the kids, it's the weekend and we get through the morning and it's kind of crazy. And I'm like, Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> like, get out of the house. We need to leave. And I say to myself, like, that was the hard part of the day. Okay. Yeah. I know that there can still be a good part. Okay. Gotcha. 
And that's going to help me step back into joy without putting a lot of pressure on it to always be joyful, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. But if you want to feel joyful, let's say you're at home and you're building blocks and right, it's not so exciting, but what would it look like for me to practice joy right now, putting it into action? Um, I guess one of my go-tos, like when I'm feeling like this is lame, is thinking about people who have like lost children or um, thinking about when they're going to be at school and the house will be empty. So trying to just, I guess it would be gratitude, right? Just mm-hmm. being thankful that I am here with them. Everyone's healthy. We're able to like spend this time together. Right. Right. So that could be something you put into action where you're practicing a moment of gratitude. Okay. Do you so find would you that- just say that out loud? Like in the moment, like with my 15 month year old say, I'm like really glad we're together. <laughs> what would be the worst case scenario of that? That sounds like a good thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You're right. That doesn't yeah. sound so bad. Yeah. <laughs> Never a bad thing to tell people what you appreciate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I can do gratitude moments. Mm-hmm. What else do you feel like takes away from your joy? Hmm. Definitely the jealousy bit. Mm-hmm. Um, probably trying to control things that maybe that we talked about earlier is where I'm trying to control things that aren't mine to control. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe being like lonely, even though I'm with my kids, it's not like I'm with, you know, my friends or another mom. Right. And do you want to touch on that lonely part? Is that something that comes up often? Not too often, but it, I mean, it does come up. I do like some of my friends are teachers. So like during the summer, it's like I have all these like play dates and well, before the virus too, mm-hmm. you know, I had all these, I'm a social person. Um, I don't like staying at home, but I'm a stay at home mom. Yeah. So that is, I feel the, the loss of that when, you know, they go back to teaching or, um, you know, opportunities are shut down because of the virus and, um, yeah, just not being able to get out and kind of like do life with someone Mm -hmm. and even like adult friendships are kind of weird I'm still trying to figure that out you know it's like well they have to have kids that are friends of my kids or else it's going to be painful Um, and then I have to like kind of like the person (laughs) right so that's kind of a little multifaceted I guess right yeah it just kind of keeps snowballing down into all the reasons why you're lonely still But Mm -hmm. when it comes, okay, I'm home, I'm with my kids, and that loneliness comes up, on one hand, we can allow for that emotion, right? Like separating yourself from the jealousy. Right now, I'm experiencing loneliness. And just acknowledging, like, sometimes motherhood is lonely. Okay. Allowing that experience without identifying and snowballing, you know, keep Mm -hmm. going, why I'm lonely, and I'll always, you know, friendships and all this stuff. But then also coming back to, okay, what would make me feel connected right now? Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Calling someone. Yeah. um, 
yeah, definitely calling. I'm not a very good text back person. So Mm -hmm. definitely calling someone, like talking to them. It never sounds fun to do. It's like, oh, that sounds like a little draining, but then it's always great. Mm-hmm. at least for me personally I don't know that's probably a personal thing but yeah and right there you've taken yourself out of perpetuating the cycle of loneliness like you took mm-hmm. an action that brought you out of it that connected to another person mm-hmm. okay so coming back to feeling joyful I know we don't really have a mantra but as we've talked about things are there words that are coming up for you that that you feel like are calling you up to feeling joyful in your motherhood? I mean, I just, I have so much to be thankful for. Like I, I have just been abundantly blessed. Mm-hmm. Um, and like just like not just seeing that and acknowledging that, I think keeping that fresh in my mind is going to bring joy. You know, it's like, just the perspective right I don't know you can either see it half empty or half full I guess yeah yes all the time so when it comes to seeing our blessings and sometimes it's really easy right sometimes we're just in that headspace and then sometimes it's hard when we start to have this narrative running in the back of our minds about maybe that we're lonely or that we shouldn't feel this way or that it's boring so we start to kind of get pulled into that narrative. And then that's what we start seeing. Like our brain wants to seek evidence that what we believe is true. Hmm. So as you're feeling lonely, you're going to pop up. Oh, this is why I'm lonely. This is why I'm lonely. Also this, our brain is just this machine looking for evidence to support its own beliefs. Totally normal. It's called the confirmation bias. Okay. For us to start seeing what we, what we crave we crave abundance, we crave thankfulness, we crave joy, then we have to start telling our brain, this is what we're looking for now. Okay, yeah, that's, I could see that being really helpful. Mm -hmm. And that's why gratitude practice is like an action, an active thing, a practice, because we do have to do it intentionally, we do have to do it purposefully, despite kind of the narrative that we're spinning in. Mm Mm-hmm. So to sum this all up, when it comes to a mantra for your motherhood, feeling thankful, seeing the abundance, seeing the blessings, what kind of, can you think of a sentence? Like, can you string it together at all in a way that you could turn to when you need it? Um, it maybe it would be like, maybe it would be a prayer for me. I'm thinking now, I don't know, just if I'm coming from a place of thankfulness and gratitude, personally, I would maybe just, you know, like say aloud, thank you Lord for like, and then just list, you know, my healthy kids and my warm house and my friends that I have to talk to. Mm -hmm. So just maybe saying a prayer of like thankfulness and kind of just kind of listing off the things that, we talked about for the confirmation bias. So then my mind is thinking about all that I have instead of seeing the lack mm-hmm. or feeling the lack. Right. So I don't know. That's not really my mantra, but maybe starting there and seeing what happens. Right. Just as good. I mean, it's still a values-based action that you're taking, right? 
Anytime we can take action in line with our values, we're moving away from that autopilot, like where we're kind of stuck on default. Mm -hmm. That'd be a great thing to do. Okay. Yeah. So how are you feeling about all this? Good. Uh, Yeah, it's a lot. Um, It's a lot of thought for me. I'm trying to really be realistic and think like, what am I going to do? But I feel like I have some solid takeaway points that I can work on. Okay. Tell me what your takeaways are that you want to remember. Um, first of all, was kind of dealing with the jealousy when it comes up, going back to, um, it's just a feeling it's okay. I trust the girls that they're still going to love me. Um, I'm an apple and (laughs) Alex is an orange. Um, it's not that they want less of me and more of him. They just want something different, Mm -hmm. which I understand. So that would be like a something to fall back on when I'm feeling jealous. And then the perspective of realizing now that like motherhood is not always very glamorous and I don't have to put that pressure on myself to have it be glamorous because it's like not, it has meltdowns and it has <laughs> e-beds and all kinds of stuff. So um yeah. That was a good call out too. just realizing that it's actually not like super amazing all the time, Mm -hmm. but still like being here is, is good. I'm glad that I'm walking through even like the down times. Mm -hmm. And then the perspective, the motherhood mantra was seeing um, the abundance, like choosing to think about the joy and the peace and the connections that I do have instead of kind of going down the mental trail of, I feel like I'm kind of lonely and this is boring. Mm -hmm. So choosing to kind of speak the glasses half full to myself. So I kind of stay in that track instead of going into the, um, I don't know, seeing it. it. Scarcity. Is that what the, other option is right yeah so yeah and then saying a thankfulness prayer or a gratitude moment or um some type of gratitude practice Mm -hmm. that's great stuff (laughs) it's challenging it's I mean that's gonna be really good yeah and it's it's all challenging it's all really paying attention to how you're showing up and to the thoughts you're thinking and to challenging them like you've done great work here to challenge the thoughts of I'm being rejected that takes a lot of intention right because that's just Mm -hmm. an autopilot thought we take it as truth (laughs) and Mm -hmm. we act from it right but to challenge it and say well is that even true and do I want that and how is it affecting me this is where it changes this is how we change mindsets it's not just like I'll say affirmations until I believe it, but it's actually going back to the ones that hurt, the ones that aren't useful, challenging them and choosing new ones to practice in their place. Yeah, that is, that is some brain work. It really is brain work. (laughs) (laughs) You can change your brain. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Isn't that amazing? It is. I'm thankful for that. I just want to say thank you to Laura. I want to say thank you that she came on, volunteered, and she shared this so vulnerably and so beautifully because 
real motherhood feels messy. And she was willing to share her mess. And I know it helps other moms. Anytime you've ever been with other moms who are being honest, something magical happens. And I definitely saw this last year in my group coaching program I was running, the Life on Purpose Academy, where every week there were moms sharing something that was hard, a struggle for them. And you know what I saw? Other moms nodding right along, sharing in the chat. Me too. I totally get it. I feel for you. Even if I don't understand, I still have empathy for you. Whenever we share what is true, we give someone else an opportunity to feel like their truth is real and valid. So thank you, Laura. To sum up, this coaching call was an example of coaching a mom on motherhood. And if you have the Life on Purpose workbook, you've heard about Life on Purpose as I've talked about it here, maybe you're in the Life on Purpose roadmap course, you know that I teach on the nine areas of life. And so when someone comes to me for coaching, they might have a specific area that they want coaching on. Maybe they want to dig into family and motherhood or into marriage or into home. And that's where we start on the area that you want to work on first, all the while understanding that all nine areas of your life matter. They matter to your life experience, to the person of you, and they can all be lived with intention. And so I'm saying this because as you've listened to this, maybe you've thought, oh, I might be interested in coaching. I'm not sure if it's for me. I want you to know that you can be coached on any topic. And what a coach does is guides you on understanding what the problem is, getting clear on where you want to go, how to get there, and really important, being alongside for you as you go through the journey of putting it into action. Because we don't nail it 100% every time. This is where coaching really supports someone at making a change, is seeing them through and persisting through and keeping with that change. If this is something you're interested in, get in touch with me. I'm at shauna at simpleonpurpose.ca. I hope you guys have enjoyed this. And thanks again, Laura. Have a great week.